0: Demir's Ambulances is one of the largest, most trusted ambulance design and manufacturers in the world, with a vision to build safe, reliable, and efficient emergency vehicles to assist paramedics in saving lives. Demir's manufactures Type 1, 2, and 3 emergency medical and fire ambulances that set the bar for quality, innovation, attention to detail, and rigorous testing. To find a Demir's ambulance dealer in your region, visit wwwdemirs ambulancescom Your partner on the road every day on every call. Hello, and welcome to this segment of Let's Get It Straight. I'm Catherine West, Infection Control Consultant. Um, my specialty group is working with Fire EMS agencies. I wanted to spend some time talking about Candida auris. We're going to do a brief introduction to this organism um, because it's certainly been in the forefront of the news. So it's important that we get things straight. Candida auris is a yeast-like fungus and has recently in the past, oh, I don't know, 15 years or so, has been responsible for invasive infections and a high mortality rate of about 57%. But we need to clarify who is at risk for contracting this fungal infection. Canada RS was first identified in 2009 in Japan, and a review of its history uh, found that the earliest known strain actually dates back to 1996 in South Korea. For the United States, we're going to look at approximately 2016 as the origin here. Looking at the history of this organism in the United States, uh, just to update some numbers in August of 2021. uh, Over 3000 patients were identified as being colonized with Candida auris, and we're going to talk about the difference between colonization and infection in a few minutes. This is now a notifiable disease meaning it must be reported to the public health department. More than one in three patients with invasive Candida auris infection do not survive this infection. The important date of 2021 is we saw a 95% increase in cases for 2022. 2,377 cases were identified. When we look at cases in the United States, the highest case numbers are reported from five states. The first being California, followed by Florida, then Illinois, New York, and Texas. And now we are seeing cases rise also in Nevada. The rationale for this increase as with many other things the COVID-19 pandemic where we saw uh, disruption in supply chains of having enough personal protective equipment that concern focused on other organisms and that drugs for treating COVID-19 such as steroids weakened the immune system to fight fungal infections. So now to the term colonization. It refers to the fact that an organism is present in an individual and that it can cause infection, but it is not causing infection at this point in time. So colonization can be present and in many diseases, we do not treat colonization. What we would like to be able to do is reduce the incidence of colonization in patients. Currently, it's been determined that patients can remain colonized for longer than two years but this is still under study. Currently there's no specific intervention available to reduce or eliminate Candida auris colonization. The incubation period for Candida auris is a range of between 4 and 14 days following an exposure with an average of 7 days. Transmission Is related to contact with contaminated surfaces or equipment. There is also person-to-person contact and once again the importance of travel history because of medical tourism. Individuals traveling to other countries to obtain their medical care at a lower cost. So who is at risk for contracting this infection? And this is really important to clarify. Persons who are in a healthcare setting who have had recent surgery, have a central line catheter in place, are diabetic, or have had broad spectrum antibiotic treatment and or an antifungal Therapy. The type of infections that are related to Candida aureus may be bloodstream infections, wound infections, and ear infections. Remember, aureus, that term comes from ear. It has also been found in urine and respiratory specimens. How do we diagnose this? Generally by performing a blood culture or a culture of other body fluids. It requires special laboratory testing and is often misdiagnosed. This organism is resistant to all three major classes of antifungal medications. It can colonize patients, so we need to reinforce hand hygiene and it requires special cleaning solution. Why is the special cleaning solution needed? And it's because this organism produces biofilms, surface adherence. And these biofilms resist antifungal treatment and love a hospital environment. And they are certainly found on implanted devices. It's important that we conduct proper hand hygiene. Alcohol-based hand wash solutions are only to be used if hands are not visibly soiled if hands are visibly soiled then we are to use soap and warm water for hand washing and always remember that gloves are not a substitute for hand washing so more on the cleaning issue we must use a chlorine based cleaning solution And that's because of the protective biofilm that allows uh, Candida auris to live on surfaces for weeks, making them resistant to some of our typical cleaning processes. Cleaning is to focus on high contact items. What was used on the patient for their care, such as blood pressure cups and reusable equipment, and all of the surfaces that the patient was in contact with. Our solutions are to be from the EPA P list. And there is a list here presented of some of the chlorine-based cleaning solutions. Now, the last bullet, cleaning with UV lighting. Information on uh, the effectiveness of this cleaning uh, method is limited in the literature. And this explains that. It says research about effective uh, cleaning and disinfection, Against Candida auris is ongoing. Data on no touch devices such as UV uh, radiation, uh, vaporized hydrogen peroxide are limited, and the parameters required for effective disinfection are not well understood. So, this statement may be very different from some of the literature. Put out by companies um, that sell uh, automated disinfection technology but let's finish the statement here if you're going to use automated cleaning disinfection technology they're only to be used as a supplement to standard cleaning and disinfection methods they do not eliminate the need to clean first. That never goes away just because of these new technologies. So more study is needed on Candida Rs. Uh, currently we know it is able to live on surfaces for more than two weeks if they are not properly cleaned. So what are our precautions for care providers? Contact precautions, as with all multi-drug resistant organisms that consists of proper hand washing, the use of a gown, if you could certainly have your clothing in contact with this organism, such as with infected wounds, and stressing the cleaning and proper solution for cleaning uh, of patient care equipment. So a moment to talk about community paramedicine and MIH. And if patients with Candida auris are being uh, seen through community paramedicine or MIH, those patients should be scheduled as the last visit of the day, and then good cleaning before the next day of use. So what about post-exposure situations? This is a big question that seems to be circulating right now, but this organism does not require any post-exposure follow-up treatment as with all of the other multidrug resistant organisms because healthy people do not acquire Candida auris. So there's no treatment recommended if there is no evidence of infection. So let's talk now about the everyday world and a little bit of reality. You're called to transport a patient from a long-term care facility for hospital admission. You were not told by the long-term care facility that the patient uh, has Candida R.S. infection. And so your cleaning routine did not change. You did not know that you should be using to clean after that transport a chlorine based cleaning solution. So you were not notified that the patient had Candida auris infection and the proper uh, cleaning solution was not used. And a patient then contracts Candida auris after being transported in the vehicle that the Candida auris original patient had been transported in. This would now be considered a uh, health care associated infection for which the medical facility may not receive government reimbursement for the treatment of that infection. This is reality. Any infection that occurs in a patient that is diagnosed two days after admission that is unrelated to their admitting a diagnosis, then the medical facility will not get government reimbursement from Medicare or Medicaid for treating that infection. So a patient Subsequently transported in a vehicle where equipment was not properly cleaned, and they also acquire Candida Oris. What can be done to assist in this not occurring? And this has been a long term problem for fire EMS groups to not get notified by for example, long-term care facilities, of the patient's uh, status and the organism that they may be harboring that requires a different cleaning agent. So I read an article uh, in Infection Control and Hospital Epidemiology just last year about intra-facility transfer communication and this just might be the answer for both the facilities and transport teams to meet with these facilities and talk with them about the importance of knowing if a patient has a multi drug resistant organism so that the proper uh, transmission-based precautions can be implemented contact precautions in this case for Candida auris, and that proper cleaning solutions will be used to lessen the possibility of a patient also acquiring this organism because the proper cleaning solution was not used. Then when you deliver the patient to the facility, You can notify that facility or the unit uh, that the patient will be placed on that they are either infected or colonized with Candida auris and also state that that patient requires placement on contact precautions. Now hospitals are adopting pay for performance. Uh, with the government that this approach has a goal of increasing quality of care while decreasing costs because we really have a need to decrease the rate of healthcare care associated infections. So what measures can we put into place to ensure that proper infection control will be practiced. Number one, we need to educate staff about the multi-drug resistant organisms and transmission-based precautions. With Candida auris, we're talking about contact precautions. And if you have established an intra facility communication system You need to make sure that the members of your department are made aware of how that process is to be handled. Number two, compliance monitoring, as you know, that is an OSHA requirement to ensure that members of uh, the department are following the proper guidances that are there for not only their protection but protection of the patients as well we want to flag the patient run sheet that they are alerted the staff is alerted of the need for use of contact precautions most importantly we need to stress that this is not the show the last of us Having a candidate auris be uh, publicized uh, is important that we know what's going on, but to publicize it in a way that is not very informative as to who's at risk for acquiring it, for example, is not helpful. And at the same time to have this show uh, coming to an end also was not helpful with regard to timing. So this is not the last of us. We're going to be learning more and more about this organism as time goes on. It is not new, it did not show, just show up. It has been here since at least 2016 and hospitals have been aware of it. It's good that more information is coming out. I mean, to share that certainly we need different cleaning solutions and that we need to practice contact precautions is important and useful. So hopefully this brief introduction to this organism is also helpful. Um, I appreciate any feedback that you have, but more and more we're going to be learning as time goes on, just as we have with COVID-19 and other uh, organisms. So I will be updating you on this organism as time goes on. If you have uh, any questions uh, and want additional information, uh, please feel free to contact me and I will be happy to share uh, articles uh, on this uh, with you. I thank you again for your time and attention. I hope this is a helpful segment of Let's Get It Straight and that I will see you again next time. All right.